Welcome to this week's Crowd Church service. We are a digital church on a quest to discover how Jesus helps us live a more meaningful life. We are a community, a space to explore the Christian faith and a place where you can contribute and grow. Our service will last about an hour and in a few seconds we will start with a time of worship after which you will meet our hosts for our service who will introduce today's talk. After the talk, we head into Conversation Street, where we look at your stories and questions that you've posted in the comments throughout the live stream. I want to invite you to connect with us here at Crowd Church, and there are a few ways that you can do just that. Firstly, you can engage with Crowd from any device during our live stream. And if you're up for it, why not invite a few friends over and experience the service together? You see, church is all about connecting with God and connecting with others. And one of the easiest ways for you to do that is to also join one of our midweek groups where we meet online together to catch up and discover more about the amazingness of Christ. You can also subscribe to our podcast called What's the Story, where we deep dive into stories of faith and courage from everyday people. More information about all of these things that I've mentioned can be found on our website at www.crowd.church or you can reach us uh, on social media at Crowd Church. If you're new to Crowd or new to the Christian faith and would like to know what your next steps to take are, well, why not head over to our website crowd.church forward slash next for more details. And now, the moment you've been waiting for is here. Our online church service starts right now. Well, good evening and welcome to Crowd Online Church. My name is Matt Edmondson. Beside me is the beautiful, effervescent and all-round good person, which is Claire. How are we doing, Claire? Very well. Thank you very much tonight. Um... <laughs> Where did that come from? I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like I need a, a kind of snappy nine o'clock news, not the nine o'clock news kind of thing. Yeah. But I've not got one. Okay, no, fair Certainly enough. not. Obviously. I'm just going to move that very slightly. There you go. So you, people can see you now. There we go. And I'll just move that way. There. <laughs> We're on you place. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the new studio. If you've not been here with us before, it's great that you're here. Uh, we are in our new studio. Uh, our new little, where we can sit side by side rather than in separate rooms. I know, you we used to be down the back of the garden. And like, <laughs> <laughs> the only downside is I don't get brownies from your daughter now. Yeah, I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> I'll have to see what we can do. Uh, Take yeah. out. <laughs> Take out. <laughs> well, a very warm welcome to you where we talk about food and church all in the same evening. So yeah, warm welcome to you. It's great that you're here. Uh, good to see Matt in the comments. Jenny, Jenny's in the comments. She's getting baptised tonight, Jenny. I don't know if I'm supposed to tell the world that you are, but... Congratulations. What a legend Jenny is. Uh, Andy's in the comments. Hey, Andy. And um, great that you're all here. Uh, yeah, we've got a cracking little service lined up tonight. A cracking little service. It's a very British thing to say, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I love a cracker. Do you actually, do people know what a cracker is? Or are we not allowed? To I don't know. No, like two bits of oh, paper, Christmas cracker. Christmas cracker, bang. Mm -hmm. A dodgy toy in there it's and a dodgy <laughs> joke. Yeah, yeah, very dodgy. About three months early. Yeah. We are a little bit early yeah, to not, be talking we're not, about we're Christmas. We're not going there yet. <laughs> but you've just gone there. <laughs> I've gone there. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, well, welcome to you, those who are joining the live stream, whether on YouTube or on Facebook. Uh, as you can see, we're at church. Uh, we do like to banter and have a little bit of a laugh. Uh, do say hi in the comments, wherever you're watching from. It'd be great to uh, hear from you. Great to say how's it. And uh, yeah, what we got coming up today? We've got the marvellous Sharon talking about conflict. And we were having some... We weren't having conflicts, me and Matt earlier, but I was telling him about a conflict that I was having, <laughs> that I had had previously. Yeah, we're just like... <laughs> we, we, we've got that nailed conflict. <laughs> we've got so we need to learn from Sharon tonight. I'm looking forward to the good stuff. Yeah, it's going to be good, no doubt, because um, Sharon is my wife, by the way, in case you don't know. But yeah, Sharon is speaking tonight in conflicts. I was saying to Claire earlier, I wonder if tonight I'm going to learn all the things that I do wrong. Because <laughs> she is self-controlled to the to the utmost, your lovely wife. Yeah, she is. I doubt very much she would reveal the bad stuff. But you never know. Keep listening. Find out. Uh, I'm curious to see if any stories come up tonight or whether I come through shining. We could make some up. <laughs> <laughs> if it's all yeah, glowing yeah, we about could. you <laughs> we're totally cutting you've known me long enough to be able to do that as well. uh, probably probably <laughs> awesome so yeah we've got the lovely Sharon talking about conflict after that Claire and I will be back for what we affectionately call conversation street which is where we go through the talk we talk about the talk maybe we should change it from conversation street to talking about the talk so we're not ripping off a famous Amazon TV show yeah Okay. Conversation Street. I don't even know what that is. Amazon TV show. Okay, I'll explain it. Once you <laughs> <this one>. uh, <laughs> I'm a bit 20th century still. <laughs> bit 20th century. <laughs> you got a mobile phone? Oh, yeah. wait, you've just got a new one. New one. Very yeah, excited. Yeah. It works. Yeah, it works now. <laughs> we can actually get in touch with you. <laughs> Always a beautiful thing. Speaking of getting in touch, if you would like to reach out to us, let me see if I press that button. Does it work? Yes, it does. Look at that. Uh, you can connect with us at www.crowd.church or on social media at crowdchurch. Uh, send us any direct messages, WhatsApp messages. We would love to hear from you. Send in any prayer requests. People do send prayer requests in via WhatsApp. Uh, and it's um, it'd be great to hear from you. And we've got a Sanger and Kate from Newcastle upon time. Newcastle upon time. Okay, the lads. <laughs> Newcastle on time, they're actually doing really well in the Football League, aren't they? Why do you say it like a surprise? It's been because uh, I've had some friends who've been supporters and they've, over the years, they've found it really hard. Yeah. But they're doing yeah. really well. So and I'm well, stoked for them, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm shirt. a big Newcastle fan. I'm a big Liverpool fan. Sorry to talk football. I'm a big Liverpool fan. And when I'd go to the game, and for me, the best away fans by far, Newcastle fans. Really? Yeah, by far. Best away fans. Because seats were always Good. near the away end. Mm -hmm. And Newcastle, a lot like Liverpool, take the mick out of themselves a lot. Good. And so I just, yeah, it was always a great game when we played Newcastle at Anfield. So welcome uh, from Newcastle upon Tyne. Even if you don't support football, <laughs> you're welcome yeah. here. Uh, it's great to, uh, great to see you. So, without further ado, shall we get into the talk? Yes, please. Before we totally lose the plot. And then we will be back for Conversation Street. I'm just looking for the button. Here it is. Here's the talk. Here's Sharon. Claire and I will be back after this. Here we go. What do you think about when you hear the word conflict? You might think of conflict in terms of political unrest, but you're more likely to think of some tricky relationships that you've had or are still having. The Oxford Dictionary defines conflict as a situation in which people, groups or countries are involved in a serious disagreement or argument. One evening recently, in preparation for this talk, 
I asked those at our dinner table what the word conflict brought to mind for them. One person's immediate response was to say, I don't like conflict. And I think most of us would probably identify with that. How we deal with conflict probably depends a lot on our upbringing, how we were taught either directly or indirectly to handle things. How do you tend to handle conflict? If you'd like to, let us know in the comments. Do you avoid conflicts at all costs, not saying the things that you need to, uh, that need to be said? Or are you the opposite, confronting every little issue? Or are you somewhere in between? The Bible has a lot to say about this subject, and in today's passage, we'll see a conflict between a couple of guys, Paul and Barnabas. Over the past few weeks, we've been looking at the book of Acts and following the missionary journey of these two men. Today's passage starts after they've completed their first journey. We're going to read together, then talk about three different causes of conflict and look at some biblical principles for handling conflict. And as usual, I'll only be able to touch on the surface of this subject, but hopefully we can use it as a springboard for more discussion in Conversation Street. So let's read. Sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, let us go back and visit the believers in all the towns where we preached, uh, preached the word of the Lord and see how they're doing. Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, with them, but Paul did not think it wise to take him because he had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in the work. They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and left, commended by the believers to the grace of the Lord. He went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. What I find amazing is that this is a disagreement, not between people of different worldviews, but of two people who have the same worldview, two people who agree about who God is. They both love God and want to share his message with the world. They've both been filled with the Holy Spirit and can hear God's voice. The Bible doesn't tell us who's right and who's wrong in this scenario. It just says that Paul didn't think it was wise to take John Mark as he didn't have a good track record. He'd abandoned them on a previous trip for reasons that are not given. The Bible is very pro-using wisdom. Proverbs says, My son, do not let wisdom and understanding out of your sight. Preserve sound judgment and discretion. Surely it's sound judgment and discretion not to rely on someone who's previously proved unreliable. But what about Barnabas? He wanted to give John Mark a second chance. Isn't giving um, someone a second chance a godly principle too? We see many examples of people in the Bible who've messed up big style, but then they've humbled themselves, admitted they were wrong to God, and God has given them another chance. Take Peter, for example. He was one of Jesus' closest friends and followers, but abandoned him when Jesus was arrested and crucified. He even denied knowing Jesus. When, um, but when Jesus rose from the dead, he forgave Peter and reinstated him as a friend and a follower. Perhaps Paul and Barnabas were each tapping into a different aspect of godly character and coming at the same situation from different but godly perspectives. Maybe also Paul was still hurt by being let down by John Mark in the past and needed a bit more time to heal. We just don't know. What we do know is that their disagreement was so sharp that they separated. Barnabas took John Mark and Paul took Silas. So now there were two teams instead of one. Maybe that was a good thing. 
We don't hear about Barnabas and John Mark in the rest of the book of Acts, but this doesn't mean they were in the wrong. It just means that Luke, the writer of the book, was focusing on Paul and his journeys. In some ways, I find this passage disappointing, as I want people who say they're following God to all agree and get on. But in other words, I find it encouraging because the reality I see is that God's people don't always agree and get on, and the Bible acknowledges this. Things don't always fit into nice, neat boxes. And there are several examples in the book of Acts where Jesus' followers have to discuss and grapple with different issues. They have very different understandings of how to apply scripture to the situations they're up against, and they have heated discussions. So in situations where there's disagreement between people on a subject, a good biblical principle is discussion. Ephesians 4 says this, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you've received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. We know from Paul's later letters that he reconciled with Barnabas and with John Mark. On his third missionary journey, he wrote a letter which we call 1 Corinthians, and he mentions Barnabas, saying, Or is it only I and Barnabas? who lack the right to not work for a living. In his letter called Colossians, he says, My fellow prisoner, Aristarchus, sends you his greetings, as does Mark, the cousin of Barnabas. Peace was restored between them. We can see that in these situations, we need to be humble, gentle and loving with the people we disagree with. James 1 says, Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. There have been many times when I've wanted to wade in on a situation, but have instead stopped to listen and realised that what I'd initially thought was true wasn't actually true. It's helped me to avoid many unnecessary conflicts. If only I remembered this principle all the time. So we see that sometimes conflict happens just because we have different valid viewpoints on things. But what are other reasons for conflicts? I think there are two broad categories for this. First, our own sin and shortcomings. And secondly, the sin and shortcomings of other people. So sin's of a bit of a religious word, but it just means to miss the mark. It's to fall short of God's perfect standards. It's the condition of our inner person that leads us to think, say, or do the wrong thing or not do the right thing. I'm using the word shortcomings here to include things that are not necessarily sin, it's not to do with our heart, but we don't necessarily have the right skills or maturity for a given situation. So I'm going to give you one example from my life where a conflict was caused by me and another where it was caused by someone else. So firstly, an example where the problem was definitely me. A few years ago, someone close to me um, but didn't see, I didn't see that often, they stopped talking to me. We had completely different views on a certain subject and I'd upset and wounded them with the things I'd said. I hadn't intended to upset them. In fact, I thought I was being loving. My intentions were good, but my communication was poor. I was immature and I lacked insight and wisdom. I wasn't quick to listen as those verses in James said to be. I just wanted to get my point across and I didn't take the time to understand. I was so lacking in insight that it took me several years to realise that I needed to apologise. I think I would have been quicker at this if we'd seen each other more often. I like to think anyway. 
I needed to humble myself and admit that I was wrong. Colossians 3 says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy, dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. Here's that word humility again. When I humbled myself, owned up to what I'd done and apologised, they graciously forgave me and our relationship was restored. Our sin and shortcomings create walls in our relationships. The walls need to be acknowledged and removed before the relationship can continue. Here's an example of a conflict I handled a little better and was caused because of someone else's issues. The conflict was with a neighbour years ago. When we first moved into our house, this neighbour was really friendly and would chat for ages. Then overnight, she stopped talking to me and would avoid me and Matt if she saw us coming. She was really obvious about it, ducking into her car if she saw us coming. I knew that the Bible says, if it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. So I decided to speak to her about it to see if I'd unknowingly hurt or offended her. The only problem was she was avoiding me, so I just didn't see her. Eventually, I knocked on her door and there was no answer. So I posted this lovely note saying, in essence, I seem to have upset you. Please let me know what I've done so I can apologise. A week or two later, she saw me and said, I've got your note. I've no idea what you're talking about. Then she went back to not speaking to me again. A few years later, she broke with tradition and spoke to me to complain about a couple of instances where she thought that we'd caused damage or mess to her property. I had no idea what she was talking about, but I decided to investigate. It turns out that the issues weren't caused by us at all. However, having prayed, the words of these next verses came to mind. You've heard it said, Love your neighbour and hate your enemy, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. And Ephesians says, speaking the truth in love. Truth on its own can be harsh and love on its own can be wishy-washy. Followers, followers of Christ are to speak truth with love. So I went back to with the truth about the damage, but offered to sort it anyway. Love your enemy and all that. Seeing as she was talking to me again, I asked her why she'd been avoiding me for all these, la these last few years. At this point, she completely let rip with a whole load of accusations about me and Matt. I was shocked. The things didn't sound like anything we'd do, but I thought I'd better check it out to see if there was even a tiny bit of truth in them. There wasn't, and I had proof. So when I saw her again, I gently directed her towards the, pro the proof. Um... But this time, she changed the accusation to something else. After a really stressful period where I was nervous about going home in case she hit me with more complaints and accusations, she went back to not talking to me, which was a bit of a relief, I had to say, though she did start talking to Matt for some reason. I still have no idea what the real problem was, but I'm confident it wasn't actually to do with me. I knew that I'd done all that I could to live in peace. I'd been quick to listen on this occasion, I'd spoken the truth in love, um, and I'd, I had been humble, I think. Um, but the relationship was still broken. It takes two to mend a relationship, with both parties willing to humble themselves and take responsibility for their own stuff. Without this, the wall is still there. When Jesus was sending out his disciples to take his message um, into the homes of different towns, he said this to them. If the home is deserving, let your peace rest on it. 
If it's not, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or town and shake the dust off your feet. This was definitely a situation where I had to shake the dust from my feet. Doing the right thing doesn't guarantee getting the outcome that we want, but we do it anyway. So sometimes conflict comes from different valid viewpoints. Sometimes it comes from our own sin and shortcomings. Sometimes it comes from the sin and shortcomings of other people. And sometimes it can be a combination of some or all of these things. Life can be really complex. The Bible has a lot to say about broken relationships with, between people, but it's primarily about our bro broken relationship with God because of our sin. Our sin puts up that wall between us and God. But the Bible tells us how God came to earth as a human in the form of Jesus to restore our relationship with himself. Romans says, For if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only this, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we've now received reconciliation. We were God's enemies, and although God's never at fault, he's done all that he can to remove that wall between us. But I've said, as I said earlier, relationships can't be restored if only one side is willing to do their bit. We still have a choice to make. Are we gonna take responsibility for what we've done, for how we've put that wall up between us and God? Are we gonna turn away from those things and accept his forgiveness? All the principles I've talked about today for dealing with contact, uh, conflict are based on God's character. He's loving, he's humble, he's kind. He speaks the truth to us, but it's out of love. His heart is to be reconciled with us. If you'd like to know more about how to be reconciled with God, do visit our website, website because there's lots of resources on there. And if you have any comments or questions about this talk, do put them in the comments now and we'll aim to pick them up in Conversation Street in just a moment. So welcome back to Conversation Street. Uh, great talk by Sharon. I was, I, was wait, I was waiting for the story. I, I was We're, just telling the story about the neighbour. I, I, I was remembering that. It sounds, it sounds really tricky. I think when we live in close contact with people, that is, I think, where the most challenging conflict happens i think yeah meeting somebody in the street and having a conflict it, you can deal with that you can brush it off you can try and be listening and yeah, try yeah. and do those things but it doesn't impact you in the same way as a neighbor yeah, or, or your family i think that's right and that, actually when it's your because of close proximity yeah um and also because like if i'm having conflict with sharon if she's not that she ever has i have to be totally honest but if she said something hurtful because it's coming from Sharon, it, the weight of that is a lot more than if it came from just some fellow walking down the street. And you're like, whatever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, um, or some crazy comment on YouTube, uh, which we get. But it's it's um, really interesting, isn't it, how that proximity aspect. Yeah. Uh, is, 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 I've never really thought about that. But yes, the story of the dear neighbor that used to live next door to us no longer does. Uh uh, she has since departed this world, bless her. Mm. Um, but yeah, a really fascinating time. Um, because if you know Sharon, yeah, no, none of it makes any sense at all. She's the most gentle, loving, kind person on the planet. Yeah. Uh, it, me, totally would understand. 
No. Well, I have the no. ability to wind people up and say the wrong thing. I You're know that. You're a bit that. Marmite, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I like you, but you are a bit Marmite. Oh, no. Yeah, totally Conflict. <laughs> conflict. No, no, no. It would be conflict if I disagreed with you, Claire, which I actually don't. Um, so, it, yeah, me, I, I get, you know, I'm not everyone's cup of tea, that's fine. But Sharon. Mm, you could I mean, not like Sharon. Who wouldn't? And so it was always confusing when she, when the neighbour acted like that. Uh, but yeah, it's <laughs> it was just the bizarrest few years uh, of living next door to this this lady, and the, the strange thing was, like Sharon said, towards the end of that story, she started talking to me, but not Sharon. Mm. Me, mm. You'd made no. I, I don't mean this in a bad way, but you'd not been the one who was trying to build the fence, no. not the fence, to repair the damage or anything. You, it, no, it, it I was, was the Sharon one that told who, her off. What, you told Sharon off for trying to No, 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 the neighbour. Oh, had you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I got to the point. I totally, I, I didn't totally lose it. I, let's just say the, the grace of God wasn't always in my conversation. <laughs> and um, and I, I, I lost the plot a little bit with her one day. But after that, she was totally fine. Um, but with Sharon, I think it's one of those things, isn't it? It's, um, yeah, funny. How do you deal with neighbours? Now, there was a verse that Sharon mentioned mm -hmm. that I want to pick up on, Romans mm -hmm. 12, 18. Uh, which says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Yeah. Right. And as soon as Sharon was started talking, that was the verse that came to my mind as well. Yeah. Because I think it's such a, we live in such an, well, in the Western world anyway, I think we live in such an individual society mm. where yeah. me is king or queen. And or both. Or both. <laughs> and um and I think putting other people's feelings before your own and mm. you going out of your way to keep that door yeah. peace open, to keep communication open, to um to 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 be the one to go and say sorry or you know, something's not right, what can I do? I it's just so alien. I, I, yeah. you know, and I think for, for all of us, you know, we're all trying and it's not a godly thing um because obviously jesus put himself yeah, yeah. he humbled himself and you know um didn't consider life to be to be held on to and all yeah. of that and i just think it's such a, but it's such a good verse to come back to when you are feeling angry and when you're yeah. feeling wound up no no let's try and be at peace here yeah absolutely it's one of those isn't it let's as far as as far as it depends on you, yeah, uh, I think it's just a really intro. It doesn't just say live at peace with everybody because mm. I don't think the Bible acknowledges that that's possible. Clearly, I mean, it's interesting. It just draws out this story of Barnabas and, and Paul, which we'll come back to. Yeah. But this whole idea, as far as it depends on you, uh, and that that's the question I think I have to ask in conflict. As far as possible, have I gone as far as possible? Because mm. um, you can't be a doormat. No. You can't, you can't be... Like, oh, yeah, whatever you say, whatever you do is fine. Yeah. Let's not go. That's not how God wants us to live. Is no, it? not at all. Not at all. And I think, uh, you know, there's there's all kinds of things you could get into on the, on the basis of that, you know. And and actually, um, that that thinking forms a basis of abuse, doesn't yeah. it? Um, and actually, if you if you want to know more about that, check out the What's the Story podcast episode with Sadaf um, Bain on where she talked about escaping an abusive relationship, a Christian abusive relationship. Mm. Fascinating. Mm. Just heartbreaking, yeah. fascinating, a story full of courage and bravery. 
And um, yeah, that's not what we're saying. We're not saying, you know, let people abuse you yeah. at all. But as far as possible. Now, what do you think that means as far as possible? It's a deep question, there. isn't it? Yeah, well, you know, that's what I do, isn't it? It's why people don't always like me. It's why I'm Marmite, isn't it? <laughs> I think it's 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 going back to what Sharon was saying, isn't it? Like prayerful, humble, listening, mm. um, asking the questions of yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, yep. I always remember there's a, like a 1% rule, you know, that in anything that anybody says to you, there's there's, a, there's an element of truth in it. Yeah, what can you what, what can I do? What yep. can I, how can I take personal responsibility for that? But, um, yeah. Yeah. There's my thoughts. <laughs> yeah. And well, it's exactly. And I, for me, a big one is have I forgiven? Mm. And have I actually asked for forgiveness? Mm. Yeah. Uh, two big things as far as possible. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's one, I won't, name names or give too much details but there's one relationship in my life that actually was very very broken mm. um and has never been healed never mm. it's never been uh, I, I, as of yet it's never mm. been restored mm. and at the end of when it all was breaking down and things were going very wrong mm. this was the question i had mm. as far as possible mm. as it depends on me yeah have i done what i need to do yeah. that doesn't mean to say it's, it's going to come out right mm doesn't mean to say I can control the other person and their response, nor am I blaming them, actually, uh, for the fact that it hasn't been restored yet. The only benchmark I have to think about is, mm. as far as it depends on me, have I done what I need mm. to do? Have I done what I think God's telling me to do, mm. both through his word and through prayer, you know? Mm. And... Mm. Um, well, and I think that you you can forgive somebody initially, but actually then there are layers yeah. of forgiveness, aren't there? And so, there so then it's, it is that check that triple check, okay, this has happened afresh or it's come back to memory. Yeah. Have I, is there something else that I need to forgive here? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a process, it's a continual journey, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, that whole uh, thing of forgiveness. So conflict, we are talking about, we, we got deep pretty quickly there, Claire. <laughs> there was no warming up. <laughs> Straight in the deep end, yes. That's where we went and we went there quickly, just for you. Just want you to know. Um, so we're talking about conflict, how we deal with conflict. Uh, and the fascinating story in the Bible where Paul and Silas, no, Paul and Barnabas, mm. two guys who are working together in the ministry, close quarters, have a disagreement about whether to give a guy a second chance or mm. not, and then go their own separate ways because mm. they can't agree. It's like the first church split, for want of a better expression, yeah. isn't it, yeah. recorded in the Bible. And the Bible doesn't say which one was right or which one was wrong. It just tells us that the Holy Spirit kept moving. Mm. Doesn't it really? Yeah. Kept working through Paul. Yeah. Kept working. And so there's, at the end of the day, I suppose, when it comes to this conflict, there is a point where you just go, we're not going to see eye to eye on this. Mm. Let's go our separate ways. Now, what's fascinating is if you read down the story, they reckon they do come back together later on down. So they didn't burn their bridges. Yeah which is important if you are <laughs> an extreme left or an extreme right kind of person, whether you're, you know, on the, I think this is really important in politics because we, people are so busy burning bridges at the moment because of the polarization of society. Too busy shouting and not, not listening. We'll come to that verse as well, I'm sure. Um, but they're burning their bridges, right? And the thing about Paul and Barnabas here is they, they disagreed 
They went their separate ways because it seemed like that was the only way forward. But they didn't burn the bridges and they came back together later on. Well, and, and time can be a bit of a healer, can't it? Uh, you know, Apparently, it, that's what they say. That's so they say. Isn't there a song that sings it? Probably. Yeah, I'm not going to We're not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> we're not turning into karaoke. Do not worry. Um, we could, but we're not. Yeah, go on, Claire. Um, Camera's um, on you. Get your microphone. Go. Let it go. <laughs> no. um, that's another complex story. <laughs> um, but I think, it, it, you know, we're a little bit of distance sometimes actually allows you to cool off, doesn't yeah, it? it? You does. know, and, and just you're in that, you know, certainly in family life. You know, actually, you just need to give people a bit of space sometimes. Yeah. Certainly when we're children, just need a little, okay, just go and, you know, my daughter was making a Lego thing last mm. night when she needed some space. Mm. Great. Actually, yep. that's a really productive use of yeah, yeah. calming down time. Um, we're here. We love you. But actually, we just need a little bit of Distance. time apart. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, good night. <laughs> I was thinking, and this might be a bit political, but in a good sense. Oh, so, I like. Uh, yeah, so well, you Matt's, can go political because you were, you were. Matt's you were worried. All in, it was no, no, no. I love politics. Uh, well, I, you know, I don't think you can have failed to notice the news today um, yes. about Israel and Palestine, and whether you're on one side of an argument mm -hmm. or another. That's two lots of people mm -hmm. who are being hurt yeah. and being violent towards each other, and. Um, and being just distraught yeah. and broken apart. Yeah. And, and and my heart, I, I think, I don't, I don't have, you know, obviously if we had a solution to the Middle East conflict, we'd have, we wouldn't have we would be here. I would, have said, I would have gone over and sorted them out. We would. I think it, it that's, a, you know, that's big scale yeah, macro is. conflict, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and, um, and I think all we can do is pray mm. and, you know, and, and but, you know, God, help them to listen to each other. Yeah. That's fundamentally it, isn't it? I mean, there's you've got people with extreme views yeah. uh, on the left or on the right, on Israel or Palestine, in the, in the States with politics, in the UK, you mm -hmm. know, Keir Starmer, Rishi Sunak. It's, it's always been the same. I'm right, you're wrong, because mm -hmm. you don't believe the same way I believe. Mm -hmm. And you have these extreme voices which causes utter chaos for people and innocent people in the middle. Russia, Ukraine, right? Yeah. It's... It's the people in the middle that suffer. And so this is part of the reason why actually resolving conflict, it's not just for our benefit, mm -hmm. but it's for those around us. Yeah. And and the people who don't, who aren't able to voice that, the kids yeah. and the vulnerable and the other people and all of that, it, yeah. you know, they just get caught up in the crossfire, don't they? Yeah, they do. They do. But good point. Yeah, let's pray for Israel. Yeah. Um, so let's have a look at the comments here. This one, let me see, does it come up? Yes, it does. Conflicts between Christians are the hardest and most difficult to deal with. Agree or disagree? I think a bit like Sharon was saying, I think I agree. Mm. Because you feel like you should you should both be able to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. So there's like a, a kind of implicit, impli implied, implied, <laughs> whatever, um, on feeling of, and so I guess that goes into shame or guilt or something, that you know, we we should be able to sort this out. Yeah. Um. Why can't we sort it out? We, you know, we, or it must be them, or it must be me, or yeah. you know, and um, and I and I think it is a really it is a shocking example 
mm. you know, of Paul and Barnabas going their separate ways because Barnabas was a, was called the son of encouragement, wasn't he? Or that's yeah. what his name means. And, you know, Paul's Paul. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> woohoo, we love you. Paul was also Marmite. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Whereas I don't think Bar Barnabas probably was really. Yeah. Like, he was probably more, yeah. you know, Sharon and the Matt. And <laughs> <laughs> Very tactfully put there, Claire. I'm not going to lie. And so, saw um, what you did. Like that. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah. But we we can't get we can't like everybody, can we? And there, I and and that's that's but, okay. But we we need to forgive. We need to work yeah. with people if we need to work with them. You know, it can't can't prevent us from doing kingdom things together. Yeah. If that's if that's an obstacle. Yeah. You know that you can't put your own personal likes and um, dislikes kind of on the shelf a bit to get on with God's work, yeah. then you you're struggling. I think. Yeah, you are. They always used to say at Bible school that um, I remember this phrase really well. The Bible doesn't command you to like everybody; it commands you to love everybody. Mm. And actually, the act of loving is very different to the act of liking. Mm. Um, but just because I don't like somebody mm. doesn't mean I shouldn't love them and act accordingly mm. in love does that make mm. sense yeah and i think it's very true and often in christianity certainly i have i've confused the two mm. you feel like i need to like that person mm. because i'm supposed to love that person and actually i don't i don't know if they're mutually exclusive events or not but um yeah fascinating one so conflicts between christians are the hardest and most difficult to deal with i, I on the whole they they can be um but they should also be the easiest to sort out they should, it, it, you know. I think the fallout of conflict between Christians is quite, is quite impactful. So, if I go back to the story I was talking about earlier about me and a, a friend that um, it all went a bit peak tongue, mm. the fallout of that was quite extraordinary. Mm. Um, I mean, really, quite a very. I think we're both very hurt by it. Both really struggled with what was going on. Um, we even in the middle of it, we went and got two church pastors to come and help us try and mediate. Mm. And um, and which in itself was a fascinating mm. thing, you know. And mm. um, again, was there would would we then submit to what they suggested and what mm. they said? That was a really interesting uh, thing. So there are things that we that we did that because I think it's commanded in Scripture. Mm. You know, go and doesn't necessarily go get your pastor, but you go and get somebody to give you help. You know, mm. yeah, uh, and mediate those problems. Yeah. Um, but I think even after all of that, it didn't end well. Mm. And the fallout from that, I think, can be quite mm. heartbreaking because I think of the, like you say, those expectations. You are a Christian. I'm a Christian. We both have a strong Christian faith. Mm. This is not how it should mm. be, mm. according to mm. what we've been told as mm. we've been growing up. Mm. And so, um, yeah, it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? Mm. Uh, really interesting. So great point, uh, A and K YouTube. Sorry. <laughs> I know there's a name. I'm just scrolling back. Asanga and Kate. Sorry, uh, I uh, I, sh I should write it down. I'm, I'm not very good at remembering names. I'm very sorry. Uh, Isaac's watching from Africa, Kenya. Oh wow! Uh, which is great. Good to see you, Isaac. Yeah. Um, uh, as a uh, what's Nicola put here? When I have a conflict with my neighbour, I oh here we go. Let me put it to the comments. When I have a conflict with my neighbour, I find myself being over kind to them, and this led to me being used and abused mm. from my kindness. Mm. Discuss. Mm. 
and it you know it is a, it is a challenge isn't it because we do want to be the one who lays down our life for other people who turns the other cheek who um who you know not kills with kindness but you you know yeah. that um a kind word turns away wrath and yeah. all of that um and that that is all true but i think we have we do have to have boundaries as well don't we in terms of understanding that you know people can be unkind and and take advantage of that kind nature yeah and um uh, and that's just comes with experience doesn't it and yeah, it does. and, and upset and sadness mm. um but well done for being loving and kind yeah and and god heal your heart yeah you know? yeah absolutely. there's a great book um around this topic if you find yourself in a similar position to nicola where you feel like um your kindness is being taken advantage of it's a book by uh dr henry cloud mm. called boundaries. boundaries have you read it i've skim read it skim read it <laughs> which is great if it's great <laughs> it's worth a skim read at least uh sharon swears by this book actually she found it really life-changing for mm. her because again she was very much like that mm. do you know what i mean it um you know, I have to be the, I have to do the Christian thing. I have to be kind. I have to do, 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 do. Um, but boundaries is a really great book. So bring some really practical theological insight to all of this. And it's definitely worth reading if you want to find out more um, or just get the audio book if you prefer the audio version. Um, but yeah, boundaries is a, is a great, great book. So we've talked about conflict with neighbors. We have talked about conflict between briefly between uh, nations like Israel and Palestine go a little bit deeper we've talked about conflict between christians let's talk about conflict in family have you ever fallen out with a family member what <laughs> what never i was saying to matt earlier that um it was only when i got married to my lovely husband um who is that, lovely who John, is lovely he's, legend. he's kind uh he um that i felt like i had all of a sudden all this anger was in me <laughs> And I used a phrase that Matt didn't know, so apologies if you don't know it. I said that I had found an inner fishwife that came <laughs> forth, which is basically an inner fishwife is, is like a shouty person. And I had never been a shouty person. Right. I think probably you don't ever think that I'm a shouty person. Um, but it was the freedom to be myself yeah. that I probably took a bit too far. Yeah. And, and it was like... <laughs> Um, so, uh, and and I think we can have uh, in our marriage. We, uh, you know, every marriage is different, isn't it? But we can disagree about things, and we have um, heated discussions about things. Yeah. And and that works for us. You know, mm. we, we we thrash it out, and we, you know, often come to the to a conclusion, or we agree to disagree, or whatever. And um, but actually, that's quite hard for one of my children to deal with to listen to that. Right. And so, um, and it's not like we're having a, you know, for it, it's not an awful row. It's it's just a well, I, I don't think that's right or whatever. Yeah. It's you know, it's not something that we should be discussing outside. You know, just privately as two. We're in the car. We're we're going somewhere. We're having a little chat. And and that she finds that hard. Right. And and so you have to kind of being kind, you have to remember actually that's that other people have a lower tolerance to conflict than yeah. you might have personally. And 
yeah, that's that's an interesting one to navigate, I think. That's a very interesting point, actually, because at work, depending on who I'm talking to depends how I talk to them. Mm. Because I, I know for some people, they want real straight talking. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just yeah. straight down the line. Um, and they find that really helpful. Obviously said, said kindly, but just mm. real straight. Some people really don't like that because mm. they feel like they, they get tense, you know, because they feel like they're in a conflict situation. Mm. And so in situations like that, it's very much a case of I might start by asking questions. Mm. Uh, almost not trying to coach them or coerce them, but it's, it's a different tact. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? And so teasing out the issue rather than going so straight So, yeah, in. depending on who I'm talking to, mm. Depends entirely. Do you know what I mean it, different people respond in different ways, don't they? Um, but I'm curious, Claire. You've been married for eleven years. I'm just looking at the comments here. Um, you've been married for eleven years. What are your rules for dealing with conflict in marriage? <laughs> we probably should have. John's <laughs> listening. Going, she doesn't have any. <laughs> there are no rules. Just makes them up as she goes along. Um, gosh. <laughs> Um, I, I think we probably should have, um, <laughs> bearing in mind what I've just said. Um, I think it is about, you know, trying to just not have certain conversations at certain times, yep. certainly in front of the kids. It's just actually, we'll just park that. Let's go back to it later. Um, and, um, and, and being being good about that and not, you know, you know, I think um, I can probably have a bit of a tendency to, I re remember once, and you will find this amusing, I, I was so angry about something, this was pre the kids, I um, I decided, I set in my heart to not talk to John all the way home, we were driving, driving up the length of the country, and I, and I was like, I'm not going to talk to him. <laughs> Well, I, and obviously, if you know me, I'm a bit of a talker. And, um, and you might as well cut off your right I, leg. But yeah. I did really well. <laughs> but I think you was, sure showed him. <laughs> he was so shocked that he didn't. He was just like, "Oh, she shut up." <laughs> so I don't know. Do you do you have some rules, Matt? Maybe I need to learn from you and new and show. Do we have rules? I tell you, one of the things that happened very. You've been married longer than me. Yeah, twenty five years. Wow. And she's not killed me yet, which is an amazing thing, And to be fair. Um, w very early on in our marriage, I read the book. I don't know if you've ever read it. Uh, Men are from Mars, Women are from Venus. Skim read it. <laughs> okay, so you skim read this book, Men are from Mars, Women are from Venus. Uh, do you just skim read all your books? Is that is, okay? <laughs> I'm spotting a trend. Um, so in that book, there was this one page. Uh, I can't remember... Mo the majority of the book, but I remember this one page. And in this book, uh, there was a table which said, and it had three columns, what the woman says, what the woman means, mm -hmm. and what the man hears. Mm -hmm. All three columns were different, right? All of them were different. And the whole premise of this book um, was, oh, Ooh, Christmas, the camera's gone funny. Oh, yeah. There we go. It was in a little alien. Little it glitch. was, I think... What I need to turn it? that off. It's something to do with Apple uh, and their... I'm sorry about that. I don't know why the camera's gone funny, um, but it has. Uh, and it just means we can't use that camera now. So I'm going to have to switch between you and me. Um, so, <laughs> technical problems. Um, so, yeah, so this whole book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, like I said, it had these three columns. 
what man says, yeah. what man, woman hears, and, and so on. And so presumably, it's the same for men as well. Yeah, yeah and they yeah. did it, did it the way around. Yeah. And so, um, what became apparent to me was because they were all different. Um, I had to reverse engineer. Mm. So if, if Sharon said something mm. that I inside, I'm just going like this. I very early on in our marriage, I would um, reverse engineer that, mm -hmm. right? So I would, I would, I would, I would just stop and I would be quiet. I wouldn't. I'd be slow to speak. Mm. Being very biblical. Mm. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'd be slow to speak, and. What happened then was Sharon would stop after she said something. She mm. would just look at me and she'd go, you're translating it, aren't you? Mm. And I would say, yes, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to translate this. Yeah. because." Yeah. And she's like, tell me what you heard. Mm. Mm -hmm. What did I say? Mm. What did I mean? We'd have that conversation. Mm. And so over the years I've learned, um, because the heart of Sharon, I know the heart of Sharon. Mm. So whenever she says yeah. something, if my response is to react, probably not. Yeah. Probably not wise on my part, to be fair. Um, oh, it's come up with a warning. I'm assuming we're still live. Uh, it did a thumbs up before too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Mr. Crew, just tell me in the comments that we're still live if we are, or anybody actually. Just tell me we're still live. I assume we are. Uh, it's just come up with a warning on the screen saying we've got problems. Um. So, yeah, so that was my whole thing, to yeah. translate, to, yeah. to stop and listen to yeah. what Sharon has said, to try and understand what she meant. Yeah. And to understand that what I heard was probably not what she meant. Yeah. And then have a discussion around that rather than reacting. Yeah. Saved us so many arguments. Well, and do you think that probably you've also got a bit of a shorthand now, having yes. been married and done that process so, t so many times, so almost like, She'll say something, and actually, that's shorthand for. Yeah. So you've you've kind of because you've done yeah. that so many times. Yeah, we figured it out. Yeah. Uh, well, I say we yeah. figured it out. Probably going to have an argument later or something where I'm like, oh, we've not figured this out at all. Um. <laughs> but but yeah, it, that that does sound really good. Yeah. Well done. So that was that was my first top tip dealing with conflict. Understand what the other person said is probably not what they meant. Yeah. Now, sometimes it is. Sometimes actually what they meant is far worse than what they said. And again, mm. you have to discern that. Mm. That's not Sharon. That's not in marriage. That may be outside mm. of that. That mm. may be in business or whatever. Mm. Yeah. But try and understand what the other person is actually trying to say. Yeah. And then the other thing is, like you said earlier, the 1% rule. Just be the first person to apologize. Yeah. Just take ownership for what you can own. Yeah. Um. And a soft, what's it, the Bible says, a soft answer turns away wrath. Yeah. Gentle. Um, yes. or, or gentle, yeah. something like that, isn't it? Yeah. And so I found that to be true, that actually if you can, if you can apologize mm. and, f and just swallow your pride long enough to go, mm. all of this over here I'm hacked off about, but this, mm. I'm owning this, mm. and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Mm. Um, it's amazing how that then turns the conversation because, you, again, it's from a place of humility as opposed to um, a place of I'm right, you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. And I think behaviour as well as words is often misinterpreted. Yeah. And so, so again, still on this steep 
learning curve of parenting. <laughs> um, and not sure we ever get off it. To be no, fair, no, probably not. Um, and um, and I think you know when when people children misbehave, actually there is often usually a reason for it, mm. and you have to dig a bit. And if you can try and find out, well, okay, well, it might have just been misbehaving for misbehaving's yeah. naughtiness's sake, or actually it might be because or yeah. they're upset about something yeah. else and trying to see the, I guess, the need behind the behavior. Yeah. yeah. And, and that works for all of us, doesn't it? Yeah, it's true. It's true. There's a great phrase that um, I think I heard it from Dave Conley. Uh, yes, He's we got a lot of good phrases. Da Dave's got a lot of good phrases, but is he always used to say to us, the issue's never the issue. Mm. And this mm. is always, this is true in marriage, mm. actually. The mm. issue's never the issue. Mm. I remember once talking to a friend, him and his wife just had a big fat argument about toothpaste and whether you should squeeze it from the middle or the, I'm like, that was a massive argument in your marriage is like, yeah, I'm like, dude. <laughs> but then I remembered, well, actually the issue is not the issue. So it's like, there was obviously something else because you don't, maybe you do argue about where you squeeze the toothpaste. I don't know. Um, but the issue is not the issue. And then he followed it up by saying, but it is a good place to start. Mm. Mm. And I thought that was really wise. The issue is not the issue, but it is a good place to start. And oftentimes in marriage, in, in conflict, the reason for the conflict or what you're actually talking about might, might be the surface level issue. And sometimes you have to dig a little bit deeper. I want to go deeper, but I, I don't, don't know, know how to swim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, ladies and you know, gentlemen. It's been a while since we've sung that one. <laughs> <laughs> be a while before we sing it again i would have thought <laughs> like so, a bit of delirious yeah, yeah. sorry sorry uh martin and the band i uh, didn't mean to butcher your song um but yeah i i think it's it's you know as you i think as you grow and mature in in your walk with god you start to realize these things don't you and actually um i a little known fact i i grew up with ginger hair i'm fiery man i can lose my temper quicker than a quick thing on a quick day it's just ridiculous how quickly I can use my com uh, my temper. Um, but as I've got older, mm. trying to dig that, you know, below the surface level, mm. super, super helpful. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we should probably, um, I'm just going to go scroll through the comments, make sure I've, I've not missed anything. Uh, a and K YouTube. <laughs> Agree with the speakers. High five. <laughs> <laughs> we like it. <laughs> You can come again. <laughs> Newcastle, come on. <laughs> Up the Geordies. <laughs> Are we the lads? Uh, if you have any prayer requests, let us know, says Matt Crew. That's mm. very true. Mm. Uh, if you have any prayer requests, do let us know. Put them in the comments below the video. I'm sorry the duo cameras stopped working, by the way. Uh, I do need to fix that. I will fix that for next week's live stream. Um, but yeah, do put them in the comments below uh, or you can reach out to us. If I push this button here, you can reach out to us on the website, www.crowd.church uh, or you can reach us on social media at Crowd Church. Uh, and on the website, by the way, is a WhatsApp number. You can reach out to us on WhatsApp. Send your prayer requests in. We would love to pray for you. Yeah. yeah. What is happening next week? That's I don't know. What is very happening? true. I think it's Pete Farrington. He's a good man. He's a legend. Yeah, beautiful like artist. Pete. Have you seen some of his art? Amazing. Incredible. Yeah, really good. Commission him if you've got some cash. Nick and Jen did. They've. Have you seen I what know. they've done to that? Uh -huh. I've not actually seen it. It's I need amazing. to walk around. Is it really yeah, good? It's beautiful. Okay, so there's a couple in Liverpool, Nick and Jen. 
who are awesome. They co-founded the church that Claire and I go to with Dave and Julie. Dave's a really good friend of crowd. He's on crowd a lot. Uh, and they commissioned Pete Farrington, who's on next week, to paint their front door. And it's beautiful. It is. What is it? What is it? It's like a child looking up in wonder at the moon and the stars. It's gorgeous. And it's a beautiful blue. So it's like a midnight blue background. Mm. Gorgeous. I'm going to have to go have a look. Okay. So I think that's what's coming up next week. Promote the Zoom. Uh, do not sing, Roy Orton. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or just really bad at singing. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think the royal family are going to be worried about <laughs> our singing somehow. <laughs> Oh, different kind of royalties. <laughs> do you think? Do you think? Do you think? Do you think? Do you think it's a different kind of royalty? Uh, I, uh, we're we're royal kings and priests. That's true. That's very <laughs> true. Some of us are more royal than others. I guess I don't know. <laughs> anyway, on that dodgy theology. Uh, no, we are. We have a Zoom during the week. If you'd like to join us and catch up with us on the Zoom, we would love to see you in there. Um, it's on a Wednesday night, eight PM UK time. You'd be more than welcome to join us. Details and information are on the website, uh, crowd.church. Uh, and, yeah, just get in touch with us via the website or on social media at crowdchurch or via the WhatsApp number. We will send you the Zoom link uh, and you can come join us. It'd be great to see you in there. Pete Frankton is a legend. Uh, he absolutely is. Awesome. So I think, ladies and gentlemen, we will end the live stream. I I'm just going to wait for Matt just to make sure I've not missed anything because, you know, he likes to tell me. Uh, oh, Andy says here, seek first to listen, then to speak. Yeah, so wise, Andy. Really true. Yeah, I think true. if we, I think if we did that more, there would be less conflict. There really would. There really would. Yeah. There's one practical principle: be slow to speak, yeah. slow to anger, yeah. and life will change yeah. dramatically. Yeah. Uh, dramatically. I love it. <laughs> it's a new word. It's my new favorite word. Dramatically. Yeah, I don't know what it means either. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Um, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, I'm salsering out to watch Strictly Results. So if you're going to go watch Strictly, go ahead. It's been great to see you. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us this week. Do come and join us again next week. Like I say, Pete Frankton is going to be joining us to carry on our conversation about the book of Acts. So that's it from me. That's it from Claire. Anything else from you in closing? No, just slow to speak. Yeah. <laughs> unlike oh, unlike no, me. So, so uh, now talk to the camera. Sorry. Slow, slow to speak. Word to note to self. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Awesome. That's it. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a fantastic evening wherever you are in the world. We'll see you next week. Bye for now. Draw. Thank you so much for joining us here on Crowd Church. Now, if you are watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button as well as that little tiny bell notification to get notified the next time we are live. And of course, if you are listening to the podcast, uh, the live stream podcast, make sure you also hit the follow button. Now, by smashing the like button on YouTube or writing a review on your podcast platform. It helps us reach more people with the message that Jesus really does help us live a more meaningful and purposeful life. So if you haven't done so already, be sure to check out our website, www.crowd.church, where you can learn more about us as a church, more about the Christian faith, and also how to connect into our church community. It has been awesome to connect with you and you are 
awesome. It's just a burden you have to bear. And hopefully we'll see you next time. That's it from us. God bless you. Bye for now.